Hello, hello, hello. I'm your host, Nikki C., and welcome to another episode of Life Got in the Way, a podcast that is dedicated to growing, learning, and achieving our lifelong goals. Today's special guest is Orlando Briggs. Orlando, who is originally from Memphis, Tennessee, currently lives in San Antonio, Texas. For the past four years, he has been acting for both film and stage. His acting credits include the films Brian Banks and Christmas at Graceland, and two stage plays, The Ties That Bind and Dysfunctional Love. Join us this episode as we learn how Orlando got his start in acting and the life lessons he's learned along the way. All right, everyone, you ready? Let's go. Welcome to the show. We are so happy that you could join us. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate you having me. Yes, yes. Okay, Orlando. So you are in the field of acting and you have been, uh, according to your bio, you've been acting for about four years now. But mm-hmm. um, with every journey, there's always a backstory. So um, before we even get into deep into your journey, let's just start off from the beginning. Can you tell us just a little bit about yourself? Um, of course, yeah. Of course, my name is Orlando. Um, you know, I'm originally from Memphis. I um, live in San Antonio now, which I basically become a traveling actor at this point because, um, you know, because then since I moved out of Memphis, I moved to Maryland, to Arizona, and now Texas. Um, you know, eventually I'm going to be in Atlanta and I'm going to be there um, permanently. Um, to basically do acting full time, um, you know, I've done you know a couple of a uh, couple of movies. Um, you know, one's Brian Banks, and another's a Hallmark film called Crimson and Graceland. Um, and I was also in two stage plays while I was in Maryland as well. Okay, all right. Thank you for giving us a little rundown um, about that. So, how did you get started with acting? My favorite question because I get asked this all the time. Um, honestly, um, it started with uh, my best friend from high school, uh, named Kevin, uh, in which it literally took him five years to even convince me to do it because when he first approached me about it, I was like, okay, first of all, like I know nothing about acting, don't know where to start. Like, I don't think I'd be any good at it. But um, but he kept at it, you know, he kept at it and then you know, one day I think it was like around this time, four years ago, um, they were filming Brian Banks in Memphis. And so he kind of set me up to be on the set. But then his whole pitch was, you know, well, we haven't seen each other in a while. So, you know, we can, you know, be on set. We can get paid and hang out. Nice. Um, so, right. You know what I mean? Like that was his pitch. But. Now, I, I didn't realize that after the fact that he did it to expose me to that environment to further try to convince me to do it. And then so I got there and, you know, we, you know, you know, we we're shooting a few scenes and everything was cool. 
Um, and then, you know, I was approached by an agent that day. And so, um, you know, and then once she saw that I wasn't signed to anyone, you know, she asked me if I was interested in acting career. And I like, and, you know, and Kevin, like, I've known this guy almost 20 years and I've never seen a bigger smile on his face before or since <laughs> because he knew I couldn't possibly say, because he knew I couldn't possibly say no then. Um, because I had said no to him for like five years. So that's kind of, that's pretty much how I got my start um, with the actor. Right. Nice, nice. So with acting and everyone kind of has that moment when they just like fall in love with um, anyone who has a craft, they just fall in love with it. So that's that, you know, when you have a singer, there's that, that, that song or that songwriter or that's that, uh, that singer who sang a note a certain way. If you a writer, that book that you read. So for you, what was that moment where you saw that movie or you saw that person acting and you had that soul stirring type feeling? Well, what it was, um, you know, because like I said, it took Kevin five years to convince me, but it was actually around year four when the year started, when, when the wheel started spinning on that, because um, the church I was going to at the time, they had, you know, the pastor had put together an Easter play. Um, and at the time I had literally no intention on participating in any way. Um, which basically that was just because I had a lot on my plate at the church as it was a lot. I was doing on a weekly basis. And I'm like, the last thing I need is extra stuff when I already got a lot on my plate. So, and she even had, you know, had a meeting with people after service one Sunday for anybody that was interested. I went straight home. But the thing was, <laughs> you're like, I'm out. Church is over. I'm gone. <laughs> I, I, cause I, I had no intention on participating. Like, no, I'm not doing this. Like, I got nothing to do here as it is. But then when I got, but then I'm, I'm not even home yet. I was like halfway home, and Pastor literally calls me, and I'm picking up the phone, and she's like, "Well, you know, I didn't, you know, um, you know, I thought you were going to, you know, want to be in the play." And I was like, "Ma'am, you know, I got going on." And she was like, "Well, she's like, I would really like for you to play Jesus," and I'm like, "Okay." Oh I wow! <laughs> right. That's, it's like you. That's the star. That's the star role right there. Jesus. Right. And I'm not even, even trying to be in it. And then it's like, how can? <laughs> I don't even try to be in it at all. And then it's like, how can you say no to Jesus? Right. Mm-hmm. So that would not have been a good look, especially in church. You say no to Jesus. Like, nah. So I was like, dang. So, so when they did it and then, um, and then once we started rehearsing, that's when I started to really, um, fall in love with the craft because, you know, I, because I was having so much fun with the whole process from, you know, from learning lines to rehearsing and working with other actors, I started to really realize how much fun I was having with the craft and how much I was really loving it at that time. So it was really that moment when I was given that role and started rehearsing it and, you know, just realizing how happy I was with it and how much I was loving the process that really said, okay, maybe I can really do something with this, um, you know, any event that I figure out a way to get started. Oh wow! So, like, so the church man. Sometimes they always, they, when they when the church comes calling, you know. Sometimes you got to answer that call. So you mentioned, <laughs> you mentioned that you did two stage plays. Now, I I personally I love theater, especially live theater. I just love it. 
So tell us what that experience was like for you and, and, and what was your favorite part overall? Um, that's been, I mean, it, it's a lot of fun. Um, cause one thing I've realized, um, and this is something I even tell other actors now, you know, and it's, it, it's like one thing I tell other actors even now, it's like, you know, just, I mean, cause by the time the show starts, you know, we've been rehearsing it about a hundred times, you know, so just do it exactly how it's rehearsed. You know, I guess like my, uh, my, with my experiences with it is that, you know, by the time the show comes, we have to literally, like, you know, we'll be, and this is something I even tell other actors, um, especially ones that have just started, you know, those that, you know, get nervous, stage fright, all that stuff. I'm like, you just do it exactly the way we rehearsed it. I mean, because by then we'll be rehearsed at least a hundred times. So when it comes to the show, I'm like, just do it exactly the way we rehearsed it. And then what helps is the lights are so bright on stage where you literally cannot see any faces in the crowd. Like you see like a bunch of silhouettes, but you don't see any faces. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like a bunch of shadows just sitting there. You know what I mean? Because that's what it looks like from up there. Um, you know, and the, I mean, the experiences, you know, in those stage plays were great. Um, you know, the directors were great. Um, you know, still got love for them. Um, you know, the, the actors I worked with there were great. You know, so the experience overall was, um, well, you know, it was pretty phenomenal. Um, and then I think my favorite part, it was like a particular performance, which was the second one, which is a stage play called Dysfunctional Love. And I say that because that was the performance that showed me that I belonged in acting, um, considering the circumstance I put under, because, you know, we spent seven months rehearsing for this, right? And so... I was cast as a particular character, but then what happened was like a couple of days before the show, one of my castmates, like her mother passed away. Oh no. And she and her husband, who was also in the play, they both had to pull out and her husband had one of the bigger roles. Um, and then that was like, and then his character was the, was the son of my original character. You know, I'm playing this guy's dad. So, but then his role was one of the bigger ones. So they were, so, you know, people were trying to figure out like, okay, you know, who's going to take that role and then the director comes and asks me and mind you, by the time she asked me if I, if I could take that role, I had less than 48 hours to learn this guy's lines. Oh, Oh yes. Speeding right there. I got to right. speed through that. Right. Like I had less than 48 hours to learn this guy's lines and then do this without a formal rehearsal. You know, but I'm sitting there like, oh, yeah, sure, sure, I'll do it. You know, I'm just all super confident. Like, oh, yeah, I'll do it. No problem, you know. But then in my head, I'm like, crap, how am I going to do this, right? Right. <laughs> and then, like, and then, like, I literally had, like, I like, but then what I did was, like, I took off, like, I called in from work very next day. Because I was like, I need to stay home all day and do these lines because if I go up there looking crazy, they're all gonna look at me crazy, even though I didn't have a whole lot of time. If I'm sitting there talking about, yeah, I can do this, I need to be able to back this up. So definitely. So I so I called in from work the next morning. So I won't go be able to come in, stayed home and study those lines. And then I even went in um to the venue like about two hours early. Um, because there's this woman there, like now, like now she's playing my wife instead of my daughter-in-law. So 
we got there a little bit early because I think the first two scenes we were in, it was just me and her together. Mm-hmm. So we went over a couple of things together, which, you know, we were already friends at this point. So it was easy to work with her and things like that. Um, and then went out and, you know, did the show and somehow pulled it off. <laughs> somehow pulled it off. And people ask me even to this day, how I was able to do that. And I said, um, and what's the biggest thing I had learned was, and this was from the first director I ever worked with. He was like, the easiest way to learn lines is to know the story. Right. You know, if you know the story, then you, yeah, you know what I mean? So like, if you know the story in each scene and you know what's going on, um, it's easy to learn your lines. You're going to know what to say because you know what's going on in that particular scene. Um, that's the coolest thing about um, the acting in general is when you have uh, people who really take in that story. Uh, they they really encompass it like, um, you know, Viola Davis, like in, in Fences. Now, that story has been done so many times, but it was something when Denzel took that in and he he uh, he performed it. And when Viola Davis performed it live, it was just they put their emotions, they put their heart into it. So you, it felt different. I actually mm-hmm. had the opportunity to see them perform that live. Uh, this was years before they they did the um, the motion picture version of it. But they had performed that. And Viola Davis was uh, known, but she was still kind of up and coming. But I had followed her career for uh, a quite some time since I saw her in Doubt, um, the movie with uh, Meryl Streep. But yeah, so just seeing them make it come to life and make it all come together is it's just it's so amazing. Uh, so I just I just love that feeling. Um, so you talked about this um, this opportunity that you had that kind of just. I don't want to say fell in your lap, but sometimes one person's misfortune is another person's opportunity. So unfortunately, they had to pull out, but you got an opportunity to really shine. And and the fact that you pulled it off, kudos to you for being able to kind of get those lines together in like 48 minutes. Sometimes you just never know when how how quickly we can get something when we have that 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 motivation to just kind of like, you know what, this is my chance. Let me do it just knock it out because you don't want to embarrass yourself right um so you had your high so tell us as as viewers as as listeners um tell us of a time when you were discouraged in this career because i know there's 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 turning points and there's highs and lows and tell us a time when you felt really discouraged and what turned you around and motivated you to kind of keep going and keep pursuing this dream um well two things really um kind of one uh when i was still in maryland i you know i had an audition in dc and it was um i forgot what it was called it was like dc black broadway something like that um and i had audition audition for that because they were looking for people and i completely bombed that audition like it was horrible like i knew it was bad when i got finished like when I got like, I mean, and this was before the panel even gave me the feedback. Like, I knew it was bad, and I was just like, "Dang, what?" Um, you know. And then when they gave me the feedback, what? Of course, you know, it was 
mostly negative or whatever. That was something I expected because I felt that it was bad when I got finished. Like, what the heck did I do that for? Um, but in that experience, um, what that actually taught me was I wasn't as prepared as I should have been. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the biggest thing, you know, with that is, you know, talent can only take you so far, but you have to really, you know, if you're going to be serious about it, you have to make serious preparations um, when it comes to auditions and things like that. Because, again, just like with most most other things, talent can only take you so far. Um, and then the pandemic is another thing that I definitely want to point out because, you know, the pandemic should everything now. Yes. Who are you telling? <laughs> everything Ooh. down and was acting like I'm talking about we were literally doing nothing. Um, it could because it even took a while for people to even do virtual stuff. Um, you know, which I did I think I did do a virtual show like earlier this year, which was cool. Um, and that was very discouraging because you know, you don't really know because at that time, you know, we didn't really know what the future was gonna hold, you know, how things were gonna play out, you know, how long that we were gonna be under the situation that we were in, you know, as far as like, you know, could barely go anywhere, could do this, could do that, you know, didn't really know. And, you know, especially those first couple months when, you know, we couldn't even watch sports. So literally everything on TV was about the pandemic and Black Lives Matter. So it was like mostly depressing stuff that all you could see on TV. Um, and, and, you know, and I tried to occupy that time by taking a few acting classes, which, I try to take a few of those a year, um, you know, and it was at a point where I was just like, you know what? I'm like, this might be a sign that I probably need to quit at this point. I mean, cause I was like legit considering that, but then silly me, I get on Facebook and I'm like, yeah, I think I'm gonna quit this acting thing. I don't think it's going to work for me. Oh, I had a lot of people about prepared to cuss me out for saying that. <laughs> I can imagine. They're like, what for? Like, you better not. <laughs> They're like, what for? You better not. Especially people that I worked with in the past. Like, no, like, like, no, you're way too talented. Oh, God, quit. Don't you dare quit on me. They don't do it. And then people's calling me, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, what's. I- the encouragement from other people, especially people that I worked with, um, was definitely was, um, you know, it was needed in Arfield at that time because, you know, because in this line of work, you know, you're only as good as what people you work with say about you. You know what I mean? Because, you know, there's several actors who ruin their own careers, even famous actors, by having people out there that say they will never work with this person. Mm, and yeah, so, that's true. And, you know what I mean? So I try not to be that person. And so for them to say that, that kind of was like, well, dang, okay. You know, that was like motivation right there. Okay, maybe I should keep doing this. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, because even for, even, you know, in that stage play situation I was telling you about, you know, it wasn't even about just me. It was about, um, you know, um, you know, making the director proud and, you know, and, and, you know, and having her believe that she made the right decision by putting me in that situation. And then also for, um, you know, for the married couple that pulled out, you know, kind of did it for them, too, because I didn't want them to feel bad about pulling out. And then, 
you know, if something happened with the production itself, I didn't want them to feel like it was their fault. Right. You know, and that's that's the lovely thing about acting, period, because a lot of actors are, you know, we're real collaborative and a lot of people support each other um, and are there for each other. Yeah. Um, It's like you're nothing without that that support and that love. You know, it's uh it's 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 what kind of encourages us and keeps us going along the way. Uh-huh. Um, speaking of that, that encouragement, I know you mentioned the director and, and the, the, the two actors that you worked with. What are who I would say, who are three people that have kind of helped you along the way in your current um, road um, to to um, your road during um, your acting and and just how have they inspired you or encouraged you along the way? Um, let me see my, let's see my, let's see my best friend, uh, his name is Kevin, Mom, Kevin Mumford. He's definitely one guy, um, that I can shout play. out to Kevin for being a shout good out. friend. <laughs> yeah. He's the one that got, he's the one that taught me to doing this to begin with. And, you know, even though I said no to him all these years, he still just kept at it. Um, and then even after I, and even after I got started, you know, I could always call him, you know, if I needed some advice and there are different bits of advice he's given me in the past on how to navigate things. And, you know, because I mean, cause you know, cause, because he, cause he's done a few things here and there before he approached me. Um, and then once I got started, you know, he shared a lot of that knowledge with me and that's something I always appreciate him for because, uh, it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be. You know, I, I wouldn't even be acting and probably don't even know what I'd be doing if I wasn't an actor. You know what I mean? So it's definitely all shout out to him for that. Um, definitely. And then let me see the second person. Um, the first director I ever worked with his name is Tyrone Sanders. Um, he's um, dearly departed now. But, you know, with him, you know, I learned a lot of what I apply now. You know, with, you know, even with, you know, the easiest way to learn the lines, you know, the story, I learned that from him. Um, you know, and then he was like that first director that really just believed in me and said, okay, this guy has a shot. You know, or this guy can really do something with this. Because um, even when I first auditioned for him, you know, he was very inter- encouraging then. And then the whole time I was working with him, you know, he, he spent a lot of time with me and, you know, shared a lot of different things and he definitely shared a lot of different knowledge and things of that nature to really um, instill the confidence in me that I could really do something with it if I was willing to work hard enough for it. Um, and then the third one, um, this is going to be tough. I mean, because there's like a lot of people that I probably that um, probably could put there. But if I just had to put a third person there, I would say my good friend, Jacola. Um, I worked with her a couple of times on stage plays in Maryland. And um, even in that second when we wound up being husband and wife, but it was like, you know, you know, with, you know, with meeting her and working with her. And mind you, when I met her, she actually had just started. Mm-hmm. Like, that was, like, literally, like, her first acting gig, like, ever. But 
Um, she's always been like a source, you know, like, you know, we became fast friends. She's always been a great source of encouragement. Um, you know, if I was going through something, I know that I could always talk to her. Um, you know, and then when it came to, you know, to, you know, just the journey, you know, and even now, like, you know, I'm like super proud of her because, you know, because she's been filming stuff and, you know, I think she even has a movie coming out next month. Yeah, it's October now. Um, you know, so I'm like super proud of her for what she's been doing so far. Um, and she's one of the main ones that's like, look, you know, you're going to be a famous, successful actor one day. So I'm going to need you to get to it. <laughs> right. Yes. That's that's such a that's the kind of encouragement we need, man. We really need that that encouragement. And uh, like you said, with uh, Kevin, he's always he's a he's a very encouraging person. Um, I was, uh, he knew I was in screenwriting and he was always sending me uh, competition stuff. And I hadn't I hadn't wrote a script in years. And mm-hmm. I had just kind of, you know, life getting in the way and stuff. And I just started doing other things. Mm-hmm. And he was really pushing that, like, like sending me um, emails about like script um, competitions. And I was like, why are you sending me this stuff? And then I just realized, I was like, I'm so far removed from the craft that I'm like, wow, there are people that still believe in, in me doing that. And I just didn't realize how far away I'd gotten. And I was like, I need to get back into that. I know. And he was very encouraging with the podcast and all this other stuff. So shout out to him for being that supportive, creative friend who is like, don't give up on your dreams. Don't, you know, don't stop, you know, being creative. So I I definitely get it. Um, So now that you are in this realm, you're in the acting world, you are um, had your highs and your lows. For you, what do you think has been the hardest part about acting? And what is something that you kind of know now that you wish you knew when you started? Um, one thing I definitely wish I knew back then was how hard it's going to be. Mm. I knew it was, I knew from the get go, it wasn't going to be easy, but like some of the things I dealt with, it's like, dang, like it's all a lot. Um, because one of the biggest things that I learned is that acting is a lot deeper art than just pretending to be someone else. Right. There's a whole lot of depth to the art. And that's something that I learned from, um, one of the classes that I took. Um, and that was something I wish I knew when I first started. Um, because I feel like I probably would have done better in the beginning um, and certainly would not have bombed um, the auditions that I did, you know, had I known that. Um, because, because I think what's that's why, like, the auditions that I did bomb, and it's like two in particular that I can think of. Um, that was when I learned when I did it, because beforehand, I mean, I was getting roles. Like, I just show up and, you know, I just show up and give them, you know, show them my talent and then. I get cast. Um, and then I learned the hard way that, yeah, that can only get you so far because, you know, you're trying to really step up to the big leagues. You got to really show some preparation and things mm-hmm. like that. So that's definitely the thing that I wish I knew then that I know now. Yeah, definitely. Cause preparation is key. I mean, could you imagine you finally get that big, 
a real big break and you're working like with Viola Davis and you think you're doing something and then she gets on the scene and they say mm-hmm. action and she does it. Woo. <laughs> you but, just be like, God, you I'm got at- to come. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I'll trust me. I, I, I get with actors like that. I'm asking a million questions. I'm picking brains. Yes. And, and you, and you just, and you just kind of sit back and you just admire their work ethic because they didn't get to where they are without that work ethic. Um, exactly. I remember when, um, I don't know, I always reference this book, but um, in uh, um, Cicely Tyson's memoir, Just As I Am, mm. uh, Viola Davis did the, um, the foreword. And she talks about how she met Cicely Tyson and how she was so excited to meet this, you know, this great world renowned, you know, actress. And she comes and she's got her arms open, ready to just give Cicely Tyson this big old hug because um, on the show, How to Get Away with Murder, Cicely Tyson played her mom. And so she was just like, you know, meeting her for the first time. This is great. I got my arms open wide to hug her. It was not the first time, but, you know, on set, she walks right past her. And and I think she kind of uh, kind of uh, gave her a little um, chastised a little bit. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's no time for hugging. But her character was like that motherly character that didn't play games. So mm-hmm. Cicely Tyson came on set in character. Like, she's not even, I'm not even hugging you right now. She's like a method actress. Yeah. Um, or she was a method actress. So it was just funny when you have, you think you've made it and you have this caliber and then you just are reminded. Um, just by little, little actions. And by then Viola Davis's name was kind of known. So just to, just to, just to be a fly on the wall, to see that interaction, it's just like, wow. Um, and Viola Davis has come a long way. I think I first mm-hmm. saw her, I think I first saw her like in 05, like cause she was in that 50 cent movie, Get Rich or Die Trying. Oh yeah, she was, she was. Mm-hmm. That was the first time I seen her and I was like, who's this lady, you know? And then, and then, then like this one, like, the way where it came out, like, and like, I watched every episode of that thing from beginning to end. Oh, yes. Loved it. I love that all the way. Great. I was like, how in the world is she pulling all this off? Yes. You know what I mean? You know, only for her to wind up going out in the end. I'm like, uh, yeah. and then it did especially with that, that last season when they were trying to figure out who did it. Oh, yes, yes. I mean, that was just like this, like, my that was my favorite show. Like, me and my boyfriend, like, just loved it. Just, that was, like, the best show ever. I oh, just, yeah. like. Every time a new episode came out, I was ready. Like, I was ready. I was on top of it. And because the way she portrayed I'm like, nobody but her could have done that. No, no. And you look back and I'm like, I was just so, I was just so proud of her in that role because it's like, she killed it. Like you, you, you just like, you hated to love her <laughs> sometimes. Like sometimes you're just like, I'm rude for you. But then it's like, you're so mean. You're so mean. Right. Like she was literally one of those people, like, you know, it's just a show, but if you saw it in the street, you have something to say to her. I'm like, you ain't have to talk to Michaela like that. You ain't have to break her spirit. Right. <laughs> Like, come on now. Like, you, you had to set Wesley up for that. Like, you yeah, yeah. Too. I mean, his feelings were hurt. You know, she, she just had that way. It's just like, you just want to pick up your face. <laughs> it right. was for the characters. You're like, dang. My goodness but, gracious. Yes. Yeah. So you Michaela dirty, like her and Bonnie and yeah. other guys. Oh, Frank. man. <laughs> I think they, they just, they, I think they just were gut, gluttons for pain and, and just, 
<laughs> of just being the punching bag because she treated all of them like horrible. Poor Bonnie. Mm-hmm. Bonnie was always a ride or die until like till one day she wasn't. And then it's like Bonnie's like, I'm done. I'm done. She came back yeah, though, she but she was done, done for a minute. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like her and Frank were the worst with that too. <laughs> oh yes. Oh my gosh. We 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 need to just recap and we just need to get a get a podcast together and be like for all the people who just followed how to get away with murder. We we just gonna we just gotta talk about the all its season. We can talk about yeah. that forever. I love that show. But um mm-hmm. and then what get what's what's what 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 it was is not only was it just good acting but it was good writing and i think that's a lot of a lot of times people don't think about the writers you know because you're the the actor is nothing without the good script and Mm -hmm. and and you being on that side of um the acting world you can you can be one of the best actors around but if the script is horrible okay Mm -hmm. it's done there's no there's nothing you, you can have a you've seen those movies where it's like a list celebrities all through and through but the script is terrible so it's just yeah. like I can't. I don't care how much yeah. I like Toby Maguire. He can't save this movie. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. but uh mm-hmm. so um shout out to all the uh writers, screenwriters out there, because you guys are you're killing it right now. Netflix, man, I gotta we gotta get on there. We gotta <laughs> we gotta work a magic or something because this is a this is a turning point. It's just so much, so much creativity that's going on. And I, yeah. I will say with the pandemic, it it hurt, but a lot of good quality stuff has come out of the pandemic. Um, what was one of the first things that you got to do after the pandemic? I mean, it's not over. It's still kind of around, but now that we are, you know, trying to get us as, as our new normal, what was um one of the first roles or uh, things that you've done since then that you've been or or have coming that you're excited about? Um, well, one that I've done, you know, since they started reopening stuff back up was, um, I did a virtual play called, um, virtually ever after, um, you know, which was, it was a unique experience. I mean, because we literally did it the same way we're doing this now through zoom, um, you know, doing like fairy tale things. I mean, I'm talking about like auditioned, um, on zoom and then all the rehearsals and then did like six shows all on zoom wow um and i was amazed i got the part because i'm like okay this is virtual so people from all over the country are going for this yeah um you know and you know and that was a very neat experience to do that and you know to meet people from like you know even though it was all virtual and stuff like that was able to you know meet people from different parts of the country different backgrounds different walks of life um, to hear their stories. Um, that's pretty cool. I mean, and I've, you know, and I've been able to score a few auditions since then. Um, so hope to get one of those. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to keep my fingers crossed for you. Appreciate um, it. Yeah. Yeah. This is, um, there's no way to go, but up right now, you know, just keep moving and just hang in there. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, well, before we go, I usually do like a quick little round of a series of questions. It's kind of like the random round. And just to ask just so, you know, listeners can get a little bit uh, more about you. So uh, one question I would like to ask you, if you could have dinner with anyone, living or dead, who would it be? Howard Bozeman. Oh, yes, yes, yes. 
Yes. He's, oh my goodness. That, that one hit, that hit hard. I was just like, oh my goodness. And I yeah, saw. That, that hit me hard too. Cause like I met him before. Oh, um, wow. And then the thing was, I was going to reach out to him to be my mentor with the acting right before he passed. Wow. So when he did, I was dang. Because he became my hero with acting rather quickly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I said, that'd be one guy I would love to have dinner with. Yeah. Yeah. He was in just his spirit and so humble. So, mm-hmm. so down to earth. Like, I feel like you could reach out and just say hi to him and he would respond. Like he's yeah. just that type of person. And, and that's amazing. I'm, um, it's a blessing that you had that opportunity to at least meet him once. You know, mm-hmm. so what is what is your biggest failure and what did you learn from it? My biggest failure. Hmm. I will probably say bombing the D.C. Broadway, black D.C. Broadway audition that there. I mean, because that was a huge opportunity to do something. And the fact that I bombed that audition you know, and destroy such a huge opportunity. Um, you know, it was a learning, it was a learning tool for sure, but that definitely was a, a huge failure um, for me in that regard. Yeah, I can imagine. But, you know, like you said, it's a learning experience and it probably, if you hadn't had that, it probably wouldn't have, you know, it made you stronger because sometimes yeah. we have to have that, that moment where, you know, we, we, we start feeling ourselves a little, I got this. I don't need to practice yeah. that much. You know, I'm good. And then, and then, and it just kills it. And you just like, okay. So that kind of keeps you in that zone. It's like, you know what? I got to always make sure I'm prepared that I'm, mm-hmm. I come ready for every experience. And I think everyone, no matter what their, their background or their craft, I think that's important to, to have that moment because, you know, as especially like it, even as a writer, you know, we have those moments where you like, you know, you think you're writing it. And everybody's telling you how great you are. You know, you write something. And somebody's mm-hmm. like, this is trash. <laughs> you're just like, wait, what? <laughs> oh, oh, Denied. <laughs> no, we don't want to see it again. I was like, like just kill my confidence. Why don't you? Yeah. So I was like, you know what? Maybe I need to humble myself and realize, you know, that you can always, there's always room for improvement. You can always be better. You can always mm-hmm. be stronger. And you should always put your best foot forward. Mm-hmm. always so i get it those are life lessons so yeah. definitely and the final one since we we talking about um you know movies and stage plays and everything what mm-hmm. is your favorite stage play and or broadway musical mm. that's a good one i've seen a bunch of stuff too um I think the I think my favorite though is I know why the cage bird sings. Oh wow, yes. That's like a good that one. one there was just so deep to me. And when I saw it, I was like, wow. I mean, because I always had been a fan of theater anyway. Um, you know, so I'd like to go see stage play stuff like that. Didn't know I would do if it's do it myself, but it was always something I was always a fan of. And we go out and see stuff. But yeah, I know why the cage bird sings best one to me like that there was just had so much depth and and emotion to it yeah and just um Maya Angelou just her whole stories are just Mm -hmm. you just learn so much um she was she was one of my favorites I got to meet her not like you know 
and got to sit down and talk to her or anything. But I, every time I saw her, I think I had a couple of uh, opportunities to see her live. Mm. And she was, oh, the first time I saw her was uh, my, I was in college, um, freshman year, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And I got to see her as she came to Purdue and she was amazing. Like she just wasn't, she wasn't the, uh, I didn't know for one, I didn't know she could sing. Like she mm. was singing mm-hmm. and I was like, my Angelou sings. <laughs> and then at first it was one of those people, you know, people were sitting down and stuff. And I thought she was just passing some time waiting for people to sit down. And she started singing this little light of mine. And I was like, oh, okay, look, you know, this older woman just sitting in there humming and <laughs> singing mm-hmm. and all. And then she tells her story and she goes into all these different stories. And then she ends it singing this little light of mine. And that's when you realize that was intentional. Like that was a full circle moment. Like she started, I thought she was just kind of like, oh, I'm bored, you know, just sing a little ditty while everybody gets seated. <laughs> and yeah. then to, for her to sing it again. And I'm like, and it just, it was just this eye-opening experience. So I I am definitely a fan. So I love her writing. And um, I know what a cage bird sing was very iconic. Uh, I think for me, I loved, oh, I'm, 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 I'm an, I'm a, I'm a musical person. I love my favorite one was Rent. I don't know if you ever Yeah, Rent was cool too. Yeah. Rent was like ah. <laughs> I every I think that is the one musical where every single song in it I know word for word and I've watched it so many different ways, so many different versions of it. But it is always an iconic um thing. It's my favorite cuz you know, they just stay with you. They stay with you differently. Movies stay with you too, but Something about a stage play, it just it just hits different sometimes. Yeah. Well, I just want to thank you so much for just coming on and taking time. I know we've been trying to get this meeting going for a while now, and I'm so glad that we were able to just make it happen. So um, before I go, um, or before you go, are there any information that you want to give to listeners? Uh, if you have any projects coming up or anything they want to tune into or any social media handles, whatever the you have the floor. If you have any um, information on where people can find you, well, um, you know, with the projects, um, you know, I definitely will be putting the word on on that. You know, if I get those roles, um, mm-hmm. of course, you can find me on Facebook, Orlando Briggs. You can find me on Twitter. On Twitter, I'm Lyrical Kinesis. On Instagram, I am Orlando Briggs, the actor. Um, okay. Definitely find me there. Um, you know, always have different things out there. Um, you know, try, you know, trying to build a brand and be more personable to people um, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's important, you know, because even if I get to a certain point where I actually become a celebrity, you know, it's all is always still important to become personable to your fans and people that support you. So mm-hmm. definitely find me there. You know, yeah. hope to see all of you. St- yeah, I'm still working on that myself because I'm always like, wait, I got to put myself out here. <laughs> I like I put up the quote. <laughs> I'm still working wow. on it. Still work in progress. We're gonna get better. We all gonna get better so we can continue to build our fans and, and have fans and and keep it moving. But um, thank you so That's much. For, 
Thank you so much for coming in and joining. And thanks for um, everyone who joined, have tuned in. And remember to tune in every Thursday at 10 a.m. for a new episode. Um, hit the subscribe button so that you won't miss an episode. And if you enjoy the show and you listen um, via Apple Podcasts, you know, leave leave your girl a rated video, um, not video, but a review so that um, we can get even more exposure. And um, all right, my friends, I want you to just continue to listen and tune in. And until we meet again, I'm your host, Nikki C. And remember, it's time to get back to dreaming again. And if it's not now, then when?